This podcast is being brought to you by I Don't Do Clubs.com. I Don't Do Clubs is an online community that specializes in social experiences for upwardly mobile blacks. Again, I Don't Do Clubs.com. Indulge in a cup of fine Hennessy and apple juice and take heed to some real shit. Yep, yep, you are in the Hen and Apple Juice podcast. I go by the name of DJ Ace Boom. I got my lovely co-host with me. Fire Angelou. Happy New Year, people. Happy New Year. Um, and I'm proud to announce that we got my my dog, my homegirl, my road dog, uh, Juan Guan. Did I say that right? Juan my Guan Mayu. Juan Guan Booyaka. Booyaka. We got my doll, DJ Impress Raw, in the building, rocking out with us tonight. What's what good, up, man? What up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You feeling all right today? I'm feeling good. That's dope, man. We made it to 2016, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, man. Um, the New Year was, was, was good. First of all, I guess, did you have a good New Year? Fire I did. Through? I did. You, you talking about like New Year's Eve celebration? I'm just talking about since the past week and being engaged in the new year and all that good <laughs> stuff. say being engaged. Well, engaged um, in the new year. Absolutely. This year has started off pretty good. Sure. Um, I have no complaints. Some some good things on the horizon with the podcast and For in sure. my life in general. So I'm okay. excited. I'm my excited. That's what I'm talking about. Ra, what about you? Man, I'm just happy to be here. Okay. Just I'm just glad to be in the number. <laughs> my nigga. So happy to be here. 2015 was a hell of a year, so the past week has been really like, yeah, I made it. It's all good. I'm, I'm That's good. what I'm talking about. Now, you DJed New Year's Eve, right? I did. How did yes. that go? So it was different. It wasn't a party. It was a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, when they first- I saw came, your Snapchats, nigga. That shit looked- t- I was it, proud. It was I told lit. you I was proud. I, you have a wedding on New Year's Eve. It got to be turned. Uh, yeah. It yeah. has so to be. So when it's they like, came to me, I was like, wait a second. Who does that? But then I hit them with the price, and they were like, sure. And I was like, absolutely, I'm there. <laughs> I'm, with it. You I'm, with, it. I'm with it. You with it. I'm with it. We turned up. It That's what's up, man. I uh, I had a house party that I DJed. And house parties on New Year's Eve are, are, are fairly interesting because it's so much liquor and there's no, there's kind of no pause button. All right, why? <laughs> so why? That, and that's all you do. So I'm DJing, nigga, I'm lit. And uh, everybody had a good time, man. So it, uh, it all worked out. But just also over the past, uh, I guess a week and a half, I mentioned this last week, I've been faithfully on daddy duty, man. So um, the first thing I do want to say is RIP to my fish. It was so short-lived. Did you just buy them? I just bought them. Chuck uh, and Norris. Pull out some brown. Come my on, nigga. R.P. Chuck and Norris. We did have a little funeral, uh, which T.D., my daughter, just basically said, bye-bye, Chuck. Bye-bye, Norris. Mm, mm, mm. What happened? And flushed the There'll never be toilet. another like, tag yeah, team I, duo. I, when I was cleaning out the bowl, I put in new water. And so I, it is on you. It's on me. Okay. It is... Uh, <laughs> It is all on me. Another thing that happened, uh, I guess, over the past week is I got high for <laughs> the first time. Uh, kudos to oh, Fire Angelou. I when I, I tell there. you that experience. Nigga, I would never do that again. Um, he just kept saying, this ain't me, B. Yeah, man. This I, ain't me. I ate edibles and that shit is, um, damn, that, that's, it's just not me. At some know? point, he got up. And went in the kitchen and was just staring at the microwave. And I was like, Nigga. I like tapped everybody like, look, look at Ace Boom. And he was just, he was gone. He just kept saying, hey, I don't like this shit. I, I didn't like the feeling. Um, you know, you try stuff once and I shouldn't have tried it, but. How did it uh, make you feel? Um, I, I didn't like the feeling. It was a, it was a kind of a lightheaded experience type yeah. of deal. 
Um, and then I had been drinking as well, but I know drunk and I'm, I can, I'm real tolerable towards drunk and I can handle that. But just the other piece of it, it, it just wasn't for me. And the man. thing about it, when you get high too, especially off edibles, it's such a longer high than yeah. say if you were to hit a blunt or something like that. Uh. And also there is no way to come down. Like if you Google sure. it, like I've been so high one time, I tried to Google how to come down. Somebody uh. said, drink orange juice. That shit does <laughs> not work. So I just try to stay active. Sure. As much as active can happen when you are under the influence. So that's the thing. Like you get drunk, you maybe you throw up. Yeah, you, you know throw I mean? it you up eat and some then food, you, you calm down. High, you just high. Nigga, I definitely didn't like the feeling. I did sleep well that night. Um, <laughs> so big thing. shout out to my drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your neighborhood drug dealer. <laughs> my dog. Now, Ra, you, you had uh, a couple, right? I did. I yeah. did, actually. And uh, I need to invest in some more. <laughs> wink, wink. Sure. My nigga. Absolutely. I don't think we mentioned that Ra is a DJ. Like, you mentioned that she's... Did I not introduce I, her as DJ Impress Ra? I, did that happen? Well, big shout did. out to my dog, DJ Impress <laughs> okay, Ra. Yeah. Um, you can catch her on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, backslash DJ Impress Ra. Real dope DJ. Uh, we, like, we got a lot of good things popping off on the show tonight. Um one other thing that happened to me over the past week and my life flashed before me is my daughter choked and scared the absolute Ooh. shit out of me. Uh, but I didn't think nothing of it because I knew what I had gave her. It was like one of those mandarin oranges cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she just started coughing. And I didn't think nothing of it. I thought it just went down the wrong way. But after a while, she oh my God. fucked me up. And so I'm just patting on her back and I started to run over there to the neighbors and then finally she kind of spit up on my back. Uh, so that was... Best spit up you ever got. Nigga. Happy as hell. Right. God yeah. damn. That was, that was interesting. But something soft like that, it kind of, uh, it, it really kind of shocked me. So... Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of my, my week in a nutshell, man. We got a lot of good stuff popping off. I do just want to mi- uh, mention um, that all the mixes have been posted separately of the podcast on SoundCloud only and not on iTunes. Um, kind of lineup for the show. We're going to switch it up a little bit. We're not going to do small business shout out today. Uh, and we're what? no longer going to do irrelevant news, uh, oh, just kind of no. based on some listener feedback. So what we're going to do, we're going to double up today on the listener topic of the week, which is a new topic that we're going to discuss. Uh, we're going to double that up. Of course, we've got Fire Angelou's Gay Corner and the Blue Cheese Mix. Now, I've been debating for the past two days of how I want to how I want to start the show. And um, I, I don't know which direction I want to go, but it's on my mind. So I figured I'll just go ahead and say it because someone mentioned it to me on yesterday. And this should be interesting to you, uh, Fire Angelou. It always is. <laughs> I'm always on the edge of my seat. Like, what is he about to say? <laughs> so people disagree with other things, but are, are always in support of them. Mm-hmm. Um. And when you disagree, you're in support, and it's not of spite, it's not hate, it's not ignorant. You know, you can disagree with something uh, and be in support of the other thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree with the worship of other religions because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but I do not hate somebody that worships another religion. I'm right. accepting of that, and I believe in uh, freedom of religion. I also voted Democrat last election. Um, I'm not opposed, and I do not hate anyone who voted re- Republican. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not a big fan of guns, but I do support the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things I disagree with, I'm also in support of them, and there's no shade, spite, hate, or ignorance. 
Another thing I'm not a big fan of is same-sex marriage, but Mm -hmm. I definitely support love and kind of your freedom of expression, your freedom of love, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But I prefer uh, heterosexual relationships. But of course, I'm your friend and it doesn't bother me at all. This is just kind of my viewpoint. As a parent and a father, you you just to say as a parent in general, you want to see your kids prosper uh, when they mature. And usually people want to see their chi- their kids happy, healthy, uh, successful, and a right frame of mind. And then you always hear, I want you to be better than me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always think. And then you have a vision for kind of the end goal of where you want your child to end up uh, as they get older. And of course, I think the adjectives I've just described kind of correlate to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I guess about three weeks ago, and I've been debating, discussing this. I saw my daughter playing basketball. Oh, okay. Fucking overwhelmed. <laughs> Loved every minute of it. Couldn't stop dribbling. Tried to shoot the ball. Having the absolute time of her life. Mm-hmm. I was a basketball player, so I'm a big basketball fan. So I think obviously that piece of it um, comes from me. So I'm looking at her play basketball and I always had something in the back of my mind. And it's a stereotype. And of course, one of our rules on the Hen and Apple Juice podcast is to be transparent. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to admit to this stereotype in a second. TMZ reported a story earlier this week um, and some type of divorce custody issue, whatever the case may be where a basketball player, Andre Iguodala of the Golden State Warriors, did not want his daughter to play basketball for fear of her being a lesbian. And I am going to go on record (laughs) and admit that I feel the exact same way. (laughs) I do not want my... And and I'm going to be careful with my words because um, I will always support my child in any aspect of her life and any decision she makes. So I would prefer if she didn't play basketball because of fear of being a lesbian. Now, again, I'm going to love her regardless of whatever the situation is. I'm going to be the father and I'm going to support her. But going back to the vision of how you uh, see your child in the future, I would prefer if she remained in a heterosexual uh, type of uh, a heterosexual and in a heterosexual relationship as opposed to being in a lesbian relationship. Now, immediately, and I'm not a big TMZ guy, but this article obviously caught me, and three people uh, sent it to me because I think I'm on record with kind of saying something similar Mm -hmm. uh, prior to this coming out. So I immediately just go read the comments, and all you heard was uh, anti and, you know, anti-gay, anti-this, that, and the other. But I was confused because, again, there are things you can disagree with and there are things you can prefer without the hate, the spite and everything else. Now, I know you as a bisexual woman, uh, you're very open and I'm I, I'm probably one of the most open people. Um, and I, I mean, I hang with I, I don't know if I told a story about how I got tricked into going on a, a date with two gay guys and I was the only one. So I'm up there looking gay as fuck. Uh, but nigga, we, we drunk like a motherfucker. So, you know, I did two snaps in a circle. I can't do whatever. <laughs> and we was in fucking, we was at a uh, goddamn, I should have known. We was at Joe's on Juniper. Oh yeah. You should have oh, known. Wow. So I love Joe's. And you know, 
I thought it was just going to be me and my cousin. My cousin's gay, but he doesn't look gay. Mm-hmm. And then the old boy came with him. Look gay. <sighs> He's not flamboyant. He was a little flamboyant. You can okay. tell he was gay. All three. No, 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 your cousin. No, he's not flamboyant. Okay. But so I mean, I mean, I was like, whatever. I don't give a shit. It don't. It don't bother me. But my my question to you, and it's not necessarily a question, and there's no right or wrong answer, and everyone's entitled to an opinion, viewpoint, and perspective on anything. So, hearing that, and I don't know if you read the article, but just kind of hearing my conversation. What is kind of first thoughts? First thought would be playing basketball is not a determinant of your daughter's sexual orientation. I totally agree. So, but I think. The, so let me put something in context for yeah. you. I played basketball all my life, and every school I've went to, whatever the case may be, the if you got twelve girls on the team, nine of them are gay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I know, and that's kind of what I look at. And even when you look at the WNBA culture, for sure, uh, you see that as well. So I'm sorry for interrupting. But I don't think it's a thing where they are they played basketball, and so they were they were gay or turned gay in any kind of way. I think maybe they just have a more masculine affect, and maybe that's what draw drew them to basketball. Sure. But I don't think it was the other way around. Okay, yeah, I come from the school of thought that. If your daughter is gay, then she is gay right now. Uh, I agree. And it's just a matter of time before she, e- if she even allows herself to open herself to the opportunity to, to experience sure. what may give her the most sexual pleasure. And I know we also well, real quick. Okay. I know we, uh, the, the subject was my daughter, but let's speak in, in a kind of a general. In general. Yeah. Right. So I come from school of thought that if someone is gay, whether mm-hmm. they play basketball, whether they do ballet, sure. they are gay regardless. on their own regardless. Right. Uh-huh. And I also, it is something that I, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to this. And I try not to speak on parenting type things. Uh-huh. But, you know, Oprah is my homie. Sure. And she had someone on the show and he talked about the damage that parents do to kids mm-hmm. when they have a vision for their child's life. Sure. And it's not anything against parents because everyone does it. Mm-hmm. But just like you have a vision for your child's life, sure. your child is going to grow up and have a own vi- their own vision for their life. Yeah. Yeah. So, for so do example, you think the... the, the parenting there's a foundation mm-hmm. that is set you're obviously a, a academic right i don't know where that came from i don't know if mom instilled that at a young age i don't know if it was books but there's some type of foundation and basis that you know kind of catapulted you to get to where you get to get to where you're getting now as a doctoral candidate right right education was a big thing in my house there you go so and, but my mom also told me Growing up in a Christian household, my mom was a preacher's kid. Sure. So growing up in a household, my mom taught me that she wanted me to marry a man uh-huh. and she wanted me to do this. So when I so came that, is out. That, is that taught? Or what's that? What's that conversation? I want you to marry a man? It's a, it's a little sub message. Okay. And I, got you. I mean, of course, being marrying a man, that's the norm. Yeah. So okay. when she says, I want you to get married and have a child. Yeah, I got the, you. The okay. inherent implicit there is that she wants me to do that with the man sure um so she had that conversation a lot but she also taught me and also said that i want you to be happy and i'm gonna love you regardless so that which was is, an underlying message which is the same message that you get yeah, which your is daughter. probably number one Ab- well mm. i say health right frame of mind right and happiness right because i think all three of those kind of coincide with each other right but she also as i got older she could see that there were some dissenting views that i had and sure so, she could see at an early age that not that maybe I want to fuck with girls, but just that maybe I didn't want to live my life the way she wanted me to live my life. Sure. Um, so it's just like, 
if your daughter wants to play basketball, like we talked, I think we've talked off the record before, she may want to, it may make her aware of other things. There may be other girls who maybe fuck with girls on the team and she may be like, okay, but then even then that could be an experiment. Sure. It could be a curiosity. Sure. It is not indicative of a lifelong behavior. What and you keep, think, in, and uh, keep in mind before we get to Empress Raw, and I definitely want to hear your opinion, keep in mind that um, I chose my words fairly carefully and I prefer um, I'm not dictating what she does. Right. I prefer right. um, that she and remains a heterosexual. And I, but if there's a love and a joy for basketball, I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let her go. Right. But my preference is for her not to. Kind of different from what I read on the article. But in personal, let me. My first thoughts to answer your question. Um, mm-hmm. I played basketball. Okay. Um, growing up as well, and uh, so I let's think- do this. High school. How many members on your team? How many? How many members on my team? Yeah, how many like teammates? 10, 11. 10, 11. Of those, how many were bisexual or gay? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. The reason why I don't know is because that wasn't big Sure. when I was in high school. I got you. I got you. I, got I think it saying. was like maybe two or three that were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we, we didn't really know. But I think what to, to your point. To your point is that society mm-hmm. warps our minds to think a certain way. So okay. when we see a TMZ article, we're going to automatically think what you thought because of the way society labels, you know. Well, I, I thought that prior to the article and valid, you know, I just, okay, somebody it was else like has, somebody else thinks like somebody me. else thinks like that. And Absolutely. then somebody texted to me and said, you know, I'm kind of I kind of <laughs> understand your viewpoint. It's just a viewpoint and a preference. Yeah, like I mean, it's no I didn't play basketball, yeah. but you know, I was a basketball manager. Okay, so <laughs> so okay. you were getting fucked then. Uh, no, not Look, the, the basketball manager. My nine pearls. No, <laughs> so the manager where I come from okay. in my school, we I kept. The Where'd stats. you go to school at? Campbell High School in Cobb County. Okay, I Cobb had a pretty, County, pretty good basketball team. Yeah, we were pretty good. But I kept the stats. I wasn't handing out balls. Were no shade to anybody who did, because I did hand a towel every now and again. But a lot of the girls on the team did mess with girls at the time, but there were a substantial amount of girls on the team who did not. Sure. And they were, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't any kind of division. Gotcha. Right. But I mean, I, to your point, it's like it is a stereotype. Mm-hmm. But if your daughter plays basketball, she's good at it. If I don't can, think it's indicative of her licking licking vagina. It's, it's not. It's not it's indicative not. at all. But it will it will make her privy to other experiences. Exactly. Though. Is, but and that I, would I be, think because remember, I'm going when I I said the the biggest part of, about not cheating is not putting yourself in the situation. I never smoke because I always get myself out the situation. Mm-hmm. Last week. Nigga, everybody eating cookies. <laughs> Fuck it. Let me let me let me get a cookie too. Shit. I didn't like that shit. Though. You were the spearheader of the cookie movement. Nigga, I did you not. You was like, ah, new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> I was turned up for some dumbass reason. Hey, that shit will never happen again. Uh Empress Raw, I think you were gonna continue talking. I'm sorry if we cut you off. You did cut me off. But um My bad. <laughs> basically I was saying society makes us think the way we think, and we have to be to educate ourselves to Michelle's by Angelou, we do it all the time. You know, so that you could be able to separate mm-hmm. your viewpoint from society's because that really can mess you up. And I'm not a parent as well, sure. so I can't really speak to that. But I do think about when I have children, uh-huh. where I would be, and I probably would be in the same exact position as you because okay. I have the similar viewpoints. Sure. So I got to make sure I step outside from what society 
is labeling things as and do it how I want my yeah. child to be raised. And yeah. you know what? And What's as up? I think about it, mm-hmm. if I have a child, and it, you know, this is a question that's posed to people in the community, the Rainbow Coalition, sure. often. If I have a child, who could pull too? Be? Will I care if the child is, you know, gay or queer in any kind of way? Uh-huh. And you know, I would want my child to be most happy, however they're most happy. But I also recognize that there are a lot of things that me and my girlfriend deal with that like on a level that most straight people aren't don't have to be aware of. Like if we go on vacation, we got to think about where are we going? Because uh, some places we go, saying. we can't. If I look at her wrong, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a problem. At and some that shit point, suck and I, I, it does suck. And I at some point, like they were going to pass a law that says that if I looked like I was with the person I was with, they could kick me out of a restaurant. That's fucked up. So if I'm mm. slightly, if I'm giving my girlfriend just the face like, hey, I love you, you know what I mean? The, I could be kicked out of a restaurant, See, denied service. Crazy. See, that's fucked up, man. Who would I, want I, their I'm, child to deal with that? Yeah, I'm you not a big I mean? fan of that. So it's, it's difficult because there's just an extra level. As much as I'm open, I'm not as open as I say with some other people would sure. be. But but there are just things that we cannot do. Like mm-hmm. we may not want to live in Georgia our whole life, our whole lives. So there, we think about it, like what states are more open to it. Makes like sense. maybe we need to get out to South or if we want to go on vacation, maybe we can't go to say somewhere in Africa or gotcha. we can't go to someplace and maybe the Caribbeans where it's just not accepted. Sure. Yeah. It's okay. just not. And so I don't know if I would want my child to deal with it. I want my child to be as happy as possible, but I don't know. That's dope, man. So I, I definitely appreciate y'all opinion and I, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we can kind of have some open dialogue on that. So I was debating on, on discussing that, but, um, you know, I kind of appreciate each of your viewpoints. Um, I did something very fucked up uh, two weeks ago. Oh, shit. And I consider myself to be a pretty nice and cordial person uh, to all people and very friendly. And I don't necessarily meet strangers because I think I can uh, get a pretty good conversation. But I did something very very fucked up i'm at um at Publix on roswell road uh in buckhead and i am trying to park uh but for some reason i think this is new year's eve or i I don't i don't necessarily remember the day parking lot crazy packed it's like some tnt like tacos and tequila over there some burger spots parking lot crazy pack so i'm waiting which i hate that people do i'm waiting for somebody to pull out because you like do i want to move fast yeah. as the person pulling out of the exactly space, i want to just throw my grocery in the car exactly so and then somebody was behind me and they blowing the horn and shit so i'm like god damn you see it's packed somebody coming out so i waited a little bit longer and the lady taking her beautiful poor fucking time <laughs> so the person behind me the lady behind me in a white suburban Blew a horn again. Don't be that. Everyone listen, don't be that asshole. Please like, don't be that asshole. Jesus. So eventually I move. As soon as I move, the car comes out, Lady in Suburban Park there. I'm pissed. What? Because I, I swear to God, that's literally the only place she to park. She goes around. You have two very large vehicles. Yeah. She goes around you and parks? No, I move because she was blowing the horn. Oh. So I'm like- waiting. She kept blowing the horn. I finally move. The car comes out. She pulls into the park. I have no fucking where to park. So I'm pissed. But I was like, all right, whatever. That grinds so I park like it's a Chick-fil-A nearby. So I kind of park by the Chick-fil-A and I walk into the Publix. All right, I'm through with it. No big deal. Then I need to go to TJ Maxx. And I think that's at the corner of, what's that, Lennox and I don't oh, know. Oh, you over there. Yeah, I'm in Buckhead. Yeah. Pandemonium. So, crazy traffic. Yeah. Parking lot, extremely fucking packed. Always. For some reason, it's a buggy in the parking lot. 
So the person from TJ Maxx and TJ Maxx, you have steps and an escalator. Obviously, they took the buggy down. So it shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think none of it. I'm trying to be the nice guy. I was taking the buggy back. I see the same lady. It's a fucking parking spot in the middle that she's about to turn into. And I just put the buggy there. <laughs> because I always say karma is a bitch. And that was my way of getting her back. But I felt real fucked up about it. Why? She's like blowing the horn. And then I see her when she gets in. She has like two kids and uh, shit. So I was like, God damn. I would never want nobody to do that to my man, daughter. Fuck that. She, still, she shouldn't be an asshole. She shouldn't have been an asshole. She was twice an asshole. But I, then I was thinking, did I go too far? I mean, she was literally no. about to park in. You were spiteful. And I, and I, threw, the buggy, I threw the buggy in the, in, the, in the parking spot. Now, That's, was there a little part of you, a little part of you that felt good? Nigga, a lot of part at that time until I saw the kids. Oh. So that's what fucked me up. Cause I was like, ah, shit, I wasn't Was she by herself with these two kids? She was by Are herself. they toddlers? Yeah, yeah they was in yeah. strollers. So then I'm like, oh, now, fuck. How was that. she? Huh? She was Look, she look was at Ra. Look at Ra. It, she was white, Ra. What that mean? She was white. 35, 36. She'd be very, right. very good looking. <laughs> She'd be right. But what if, if she was black? What if she was black? Then I would be like, oh, okay. But look, you know, at, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And we got two very uh, pro-black people. Maybe we can Absolutely. talk a little bit more about that. Man, so that, that was something I felt I did. I was very fucked up. Um, this is a new segment. I don't know if should we play music under the new segment or what? Yeah, people like that shit. Right. Production quality. Come on. Let's see if we can get a little music going. All right, so the new segment is Listener Topic of the Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a very interesting topic because I am very on the fence on whatever side um, we go with this. And I would love to hear a lady's opinion. Mm, ladies but first. Ladies breastfeeding first. in public is <laughs> always fucking <laughs> awkward to me. And I don't... I understand babies got to eat. Right. But do you... You just gotta pull it out anywhere and, and, and feed the child. Don't they make that mm, that cloth? Yeah, but so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm still. It's I know babies got even eat. with the cloth. You 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 upset about Does that? Does it not feel weird? You're sitting next to somebody whose tit is out and a baby's sucking on it. But if the cloth is there, that that little bib, the breastfeeding bib. Sure. Does that like I feel like okay? So I'm super pro women feminist whatever but at the same time just knowing how women are hypersexualized in today's society i think whipping just your raw titty out just titty uh-huh. just there it creates a spectacle not saying that it's right or wrong but it does create a whoa yeah your titty is out yeah that's so a lot right a titty for a woman is a private part that'd be like you walking around with your dick out like but you know to, I mean? to, to women credit it, just, it's not. It's not necessarily. It's my dick. Look at it. It's not safe for them to. It's not safe for them to. I mean, it's not cool for them to just only be able to breastfeed in a public bathroom. They got to do it somewhere. Right, and that's why I think someone, a genius, created the breastfeeding bib. You whip your titty out. You put your baby. They latch on to the teat. Why not just pump before you get out anywhere? Is that is that awkward for you? Maybe she had that? to leave the house. No, in it's a rush. not for me. But I'm I'm different. I'm very liberal. I like nakedness. Oh, so, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yes. I, I so like nakedness. You're, you're out to eat. You see some wings. Absolutely. The baby need to eat. If you're you you wanted at a restaurant too, you just want to look over and see tit. I kind of like titties, so, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. That's cool. Titties are cool with me. But no, to, to fight Angela's point, 
there are things out there that you can use to make it not awkward for everyone else. But it's not awkward to you. No, it's not awkward. It's like that picture of the girl breastfeeding at graduation. And oh my God, she was applauded and heralded as the mother of the year. Yeah, like. (sighs) You knew you was graduating. Is that that not a bit much? Is that. Pumping. Yeah, just. I'm just a big fan of the bib. I can't just advocate for that enough. I think you should feed your child when your child is hungry. If my child is crying and I know they're hungry, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm just So we don't believe in pumping, pumping that shit out before you put it in a bottle first? Yeah, but what if you just didn't get a chance? Maybe you had to leave the house immediately and you didn't get a chance to pump. Sure. Matter of fact, my boss was breastfeeding her child. I think she listens to the podcast. So I'm going to be very careful. <laughs> But she was breastfeeding her child into toddlerhood. What, to, what is toddler? What, what age is that? Uh, three, four, two, four. three. Holy shit. That's too big. But it keeps weight down. It keeps weight Nigga, down. Nigga, work the fuck out. So it would be, it would be three times. Nigga, two. that's like PD sucking on D. Absolutely. That's too much. And she would close her office door and pump twice a day. That was just her time because she'd be like, We'll be in the mean. She'd be like, ooh, shit. So she's still producing. So, My titties I mean, are, If she pumps, I, I As get long it. as the child is sucking, she's going to keep producing. That's just how that works. No, not really. No? That's what she said. It's Because her child, she was pumping and he was eating off her breast. And so that she that she kept producing that milk. At some point, okay. it'll dry up for her. But anyway, she would pump twice a day. If that's what she was doing. But one time, mm-hmm. we went to Verizon. And her child was with us. And he was hungry. And at some point, he started to try to reach in her oh, shirt fuck. and pull her titty out and that, in actually, the middle of mm-hmm. Verizon. What you were going to say, Ryan? I know someone who breastfed until the, the baby was five. That's, five that's is the longest time. That's an adult. Two? Five? Five? The baby walking. Hey, baby, mama. <laughs> mama, let me get some titty. Mama. That's, that's too much. Mama, let me get some titty. titty. Hey, that's, that's too motherfucking much. <laughs> hey, so what? what is a liberal's like nakedness? Am I understanding that no, correctly? No, me. I, I do. Okay. I like nakedness. I don't like clothes. Okay. So, now, like, how, how did we get there? Like, how... Desensitization. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the is more we... That's why I kind of <clears throat> am cool with it, because the more in our society, the more it's out there, the more we become accepting of it. So, what what is a liberal in your eyes? Someone who is open to all ideas and all perspectives very non-judgmental of from what perspective sexually religious it depends um, on where you stand i'm pretty much everything i'm from every standpoint so. okay so you're open to b- women yeah i'm open to it i'm I, my personal choice is men okay but, but I, if I'm, a situation presented itself <laughs> I said, I think most women, if the right situation presented themselves, uh, would be engaged in some type of bisexual activity. So what is your type of woman? My type of woman, I like caramel. Okay. Natural. Okay. I, I'm an ass woman. I okay. like ass. Me, we the same person so yeah. far, nigga. <laughs> Shit. I like an ass. Uh, okay. Na- natural. I titties like i mentioned before um so you like tits and ass and brown yeah, skin just like a, just like a normal person but you like natural hair ass but yeah titties. i like natural the hair i like bitches, bitches. i like natural hair that's um like my wife has natural hair but of course it's pressed all the time but um tiana harris the actor jesus yes my she god is 
my my a my goddess jesus christ my, yes, my, my. absolutely i am there i want that <sighs> bitch and it's so funny because my my i'm glad partner, we're all on one accord i feel like we just hit <laughs> a wave oh, together shit that okay. felt good god shit. damn I feel, I feel you on that we yeah. all just, and i'll see a woman i'm like oh my god look at that ass and he'd be like wait what he so be, has he ever approached you about doing having like a, a we've actually had that conversation i think that <laughs> i thought she was about to say we had a threesome no 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 we've had the conversation um we i don't know it, it there's a couple more factors involved that i think because we're so exclusive sure. it makes it difficult yeah because situations happen where the female could like the other female Absolutely. a little bit more or the female could like the male, male a little bit more. Know. Next thing you know, she rides so, all night. So that'll be some type of jealousy there. I'm assuming. Yeah, Fuck that's yeah. that's the factor. That's that the fact. So I'm... the jealousy factor is playing probably the most important key in I whether you so. all move forward with. Yes, that. that's real life. Hmm. That's real life. That's interesting. Now I've asked my wife to have a threesome. What'd um, she say? She said no. <laughs> but ask her again. I told her if we make it ten years, then she should strongly consider it. And I, you know, I don't think that's cheating if you get consent. I, so. I heard of this place called Trapeze. Oh, Trapeze is shit. You What's been, that? nigga? Oh. Wait a minute. Uh, go get. We got one member of the studio audience in here, but uh, yeah, you can come on up. Wildfire Angelou. Uh, we got my partner DJ Food Stamps in the building, rocking out with us. <laughs> now, now, have you been to Trapeze? member for about five months <laughs> so you was a member of trapeze let, talking let to us the, know how your experience talking was. to the mic so and and just to provide context trapeze is a just a sex club right yeah swinger right. it's a swing club it's a swingers club okay so what is it like when you first walk in so when you first walk in is it's basically has a um it's like a cash register with two people standing there it never, okay it, it looks normal like an office okay and then you walk in you know you got to give your id you pay your um your activation fee, and then you have uh, just a fee, whatever it is, for the night. Sometimes it's a little bit higher for me. So, is, so it's based on the cost is based on who you involve with, who you involve yourself with that night. Partic- well, particularly, uh, you know, it costs more if you're a single male if you go there. Or okay. It's cheaper, of course, for ladies. You know, you don't want to just have a whole bunch of niggas coming through. Okay, so take me through this. You walk in, you pay. You walk I'm, in, I'm a you single pay. male. Then what? If you've ever been to an upscale strip club, let's say, what's an upscale club, strip club downtown? Uh, a white know. strip club. Follies? Not Follies. That is not upscale. Oh, that's um, in, um, what's the, uh, the one that's like a five star restaurant that's down. Oh, yeah. Um, the little, the tit bar, like, uh, going towards, what's that? They have nice food. Yeah, yeah. They have a buffet okay, set up. Looks, it has a couple of strip poles. But then you have an area when you go where there's a locker room. There's a, there's a guy that, or a woman that stands there for a locker room. And beyond that locker room, you can't have nothing on but a robe. Oh, okay. So, ain't no clothes, bit. Ain't no clothes. So who engage? Is, is it that easy to have sex there? Or usually the male is likes to send the woman to go find whoever they're gonna have sex with. It's just you know it's no it's a no pressure club. Okay. So you know it's no pressure. You so if go. I if I approach a woman and say hey what's up is that how it works and she says yay and nay, pretty much it's it's, it's yes or no. So it's a lot of fucking going on. It's a lot of fucking going on. And they got porn on TVs everywhere. And so you're willing to go to trapeze. I never said that. I just said, have you heard the spot? Okay. My, a a friend of mine and his uh, girlfriend at the time, they were, I think they either went or they were going to go, but I never kind of got the, uh, the backstory of how everything went. 
So I would be interested to go in there to see. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could go that route. You don't have to participate if you go. So I heard you, it's like the the front part is like a club, so you so, can actually just go and. So you party. really just got spectators. It's a lot of spe- that's a that's a part of sex, which I believe is called voyeurism. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can well, you just, just go look in and, and, watch. and cut. watch. Some people just go watch the watch, learn something, play with themselves, or just spectate. Just all in all, hmm. Had a great time. That's interesting. <laughs> So you had a good time. You're you would consider it. I would consider it. Okay, I would um, to the point. Of you would rather go to uh, trapeze and just engage in a threesome with your boyfriend. Now I don't know if I would do it with my boyfriend. Okay, but I would would consider going. So sure. do you consider uh, a, a threesome with two males and a uh, a lady a threesome? No, or a train. That's a train. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I consider a threesome two women and a male. Yeah, I do too. Well, I piggybacking off of this, I'm sorry, Ra. No, nah, yeah, I was just saying I don't, I don't see two males in myself. I would never. That's interesting. I used to want that. And, and, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I used to want that, and I didn't. You consider, used to want that? Yeah, I didn't consider it a train at the time. I just thought, you know, they both just take turns. Oh, that is a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, or simultaneously. Yeah, I got holes. Hey man, uh, that's what I used to want. <laughs> I'm always in. Let me just say now this. I think it'll be Now I, I think it'll be overwhelming. It's definitely possible. Definitely possible. I mean, I could... Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. If you're, if you're riding and the guy comes from behind... It's way too much Or there's one in the front, one in the back. Okay, I see that. I could see how that works. Makes like me I'm so uncomfortable. Give me one hit. The other ones. Oh, well, oh, oh, well okay. then that's... Oh, so you're saying multiple holes, meaning oh, okay. oral as well. What y'all think I meant? Ass and, ass and pussy. I mean, I've seen that on I've seen that on on videos. Yeah. I, I don't think my body is capable. Yeah. <laughs> it know. seems overwhelming. <laughs> that, that, but that um, stress me out, nigga. You know I mean, mean, it's all good. Hey, but I do again appreciate the transparency of DJ Impress Raw. We definitely appreciate that I'm piggybacking uh, on this topic of conversation. We got Five Angelou's Gay Corner. Um, before we get it kicked off. Um, did you hear about the LGBTQ school that's coming to Atlanta? No, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So it's a LGBTQ. I, I guess the school is just catering um, to kids um, hmm. who identifies themselves uh, with one of those options. It's about 14000 a month. I mean, 14000 a year for tuition. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. But nevertheless, Fire Angelou's Gate Corner, go for it. Well, I just feel like I, you just dropped that off there, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm conflicted as an educator and someone who studies curriculum, and then looking at is that, that segregation. It, it is in some senses it works. Like when you look at studies, and I'm not going to get super academic, but when you look at studies of when you separate boys and girls from classroom, boys perform better. Um, as as do girls. Holes are a distraction, my nigga. Man, I have learned that more recently. But I guess in this, when you when you put all LGBTQ students in one school. Yep. It does give them a safe environment, and I think more safety than anything. Because if you look at the bullying and suicide rate of, of students, anywho, I think that's interesting. So go for it. Welcome to my corner, everybody. My nigga, get real gay with me. Yes. Um. So two things. Okay. That I had. So, Ace Boone, you mentioned mentioned this to me a few days ago. Uh huh. About one of your friends not being really convinced that I'm bisexual. Well, I think he thinks you're bisexual right now, but he don't think you're all the way in. And mm-hmm. that you'll eventually just say, okay, fuck it. I like dick better. Right. So, 
two things to explain with that. Okay. Number one, typically men who espouse that type of thought are very invested in in, in sexism and patriarchy because it's hard to imagine. Do you think he is? I don't know the person. Okay. Uh, I don't know who it is. Okay. You know, I live in this oblivion where I don't know what most people are talking about. Okay. But you missed all of that in the conversation. I, I mean, I could assume. But I think people who say stuff like that are like really vested in like sexism and patriarchy because they just can't imagine that someone could live their life dick free. And it's like it's it, dick ain't all that great. Dick is in high in abundance and low in value. Sure. While we're on this subject, and I noticed Fire Angelou's gay corner, and I kind of touched on this briefly, but how do you identify yourself as or, heterosexual? Okay, but just with a you're willing to experiment. I'm not opposed to it. Gotcha. I haven't put myself in, the se- in that situation. Sure. But, you know, I'm open to all kinds of stuff. So uh, we got another listener topic. <laughs> and, um, again, I-, I was real hesitant about it, but it came up four times uh, through text to, to discuss. So I'm going to discuss it. And it's, a- it's somewhat of a sensitive topic uh, for me because family is very important. And while growing up on Thursday nights, we envisioned one thing at 830. And so we, we always watch TV together uh, as a family. Um, and my, I think our bedtime was 8 o'clock. But on Thursdays, we got that extended. You went to sleep at 8 o'clock? Yeah. Until what age? Uh, I don't know. When I was a child. Okay. I was a straight-A student now. So there's, something was working. Eh. Um, but anyway, so family, family was important. And gathering around the television uh, was also important, and there was uh, on Friday nights there was TGIF, oh, Family good, Matters, good stuff, good, very good stuff, and we we ate dinner together. So kind of, I don't know, it was lower middle class. I mean, we Everywhere weren't hurting, but you, you know, you couldn't miss a check. So this is sensitive to me only because of two reasons. For one, I've seen a friend on the wrong end of sexual assault, and then I've seen a friend wrongly convicted of sexual assault and both people I consider to be very close. So every Thursday night growing up, we're looking at the Cosby show Mm -hmm. and obviously this is it for us. You know, you got a dad, that's a doctor, mama, that's an attorney, all these kids, big house. You know, if we can get close to this, we're kind of on our way. Always say where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire Uh, initially. And while this is definitely no laughing matter, uh, and I'm guilty of it just as well, but I've posted Instagram memes making light of the situation, even though it's not necessarily a funny situation. But it was only allegation, and then the charge happened. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, I was like, oh, shit, you know, maybe this did go on. I'm no attorney, so I don't know all the facts. Um, but just coming from looking at that specific show, uh, growing up and, and really indulging and eventually always considering that lifestyle, even though it was a fictional lifestyle, but a uh, black African-American family on TV, doctor and an attorney, you, you don't necessarily idolize it, but you think that could be possibly the American dream. And to see these things now happen to Bill Cosby, is kind of interesting. Um, and I, I don't know where he's guilty. I don't know where he's not. I know it's a lot of allegations. I know he just got charged. But he's innocent until proven guilty. So because this listener was was adamant and then somebody else followed up with the same thing, I want to get you all's perspective on the Cosby situation. 
it's difficult for me because <clears throat> I posted something on Facebook that it said, you know, as you're posting things about uh, rape and Bill Cosby, know that there are women, your coworkers, That's why it's very your sisters, yes. your classmates that have been sexually assaulted in listening to your opinions about the women that have come forward and said, you know, made allegations, specifically the one that involved, involved the suit. So, of But course, you also think about the, the, the conversely reaction to that, where we've seen the allegations and somebody was totally innocent. Yeah, being and falsely and accused. And I've dealt with, not me personally, exactly. but... I almost felt as though I dealt with that through this person. Right. So as a woman, that's not my first thought. My first thought is to empathize with the women. Sure. Um, I totally agree. And seeing the statistic that 60% of African-American women have been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. So I just broke down the math and did that number. That's three out of five. Mm. Of my line sisters, there's 38 of us. That means 22 of them have been sexually assaulted. It's a skewed number, but it's, skewed it's a larger sample size than that. But I understand what you're saying. A- absolutely. There's a larger percentage. There's sure. a large percentage of women that have been sexually assaulted. So, no, I'm the saying co- the sample size is larger. Right. Exactly. So, so the you number can't necessarily go 22 out of 38 because right. the sample size could be a million. Much larger. But gotcha. that means there's a large number of people that have been sexually assaulted. Sure. Period. So in thinking about that, and then also being, you know, the pro-black feminist as you would say, or uh, pro-black bisexual. bisexual <laughs> uh, and we got a pro-black liberal. Right. Um, yeah, seeing the way that uh, Dr. Cosby is being harangued in, in, in the public and, and just seeing just the lengths that they have gone to to taint this man's character. And I'm, I love the Cosby show. I have all seasons on DVD, but it's hard for Huge me to fan. watch those shows because I get that all these women have made allegations. All of them are not lying. And so you get to the point where I hear guys say, well, why come, why come forward all these years later? Why, why didn't you say anything at the time that it happened? And I come, I just recognize that knowing the way society works, it's not always possible, especially being who Bill is and has always been. Mm-hmm. You cannot always come up and say, this person did it to me because he, he uh, marketed himself as a family man. Sure. And so, I, think, I think that plays a, a part. In for the- sure. And so being the voice to say, well, this family man did this to me, people may not always believe you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it, but it's, it's a troubling situation. I don't, what do you think, Ron? I don't know. I don't know. My perspective, you know, I <laughs> I don't like this topic at all. But do you remember the guy? Uh, he was an actor, white guy. Was From it Seventh Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, that was a big show, too. Steven something. That was, yeah. a, that was a big show. It, it was wasn't a, Cosby's. That was a big show. It wasn't Cosby's because, because it was... That's their Cosby. Uh, I got because you. Cosby represented a small population. That's You're the saying one based of on, few. Based on relatability. Based on relatability. Sure. But a lot of people fuck with Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven was a good show. When I, I see it. this anyway, face. When that whole ordeal came about and uh, the situation happened, it came and went. Was he t- titled as America's Dad? The marketing of the person plays a, plays a role. And I'm no attorney. And I'm not agreeing nor am I uh, disagreeing. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with, the, with whatever happened. Mm-hmm. I just, I've been involved in both situations. I've seen the girl, the female, sexually assaulted. I'm fucking distraught and hurt. I've seen the male accused of being sexually assaulted. And what was so of fucked up? Sexually assaulting someone. Sexually assaulting someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was more fucked up about the male 
is after the bitch admitted she lied, she was a fucking bitch. After she admitted she lied, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing. Nothing happens to the guy. So I'm 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 dead in the middle. If but if I think if there's wrong that was done, uh, then obviously the justice system should uh, should go into effect for the wrongdoings. But if nothing happened, you know, that's nothing goes against the male. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of taints your character. And I uh, I don't. I don't, I'm sure none of you guys know this person who I'm speaking of specifically because he doesn't live here. Um, but even the people that may see him around now, even though he wasn't, nothing happened, she lied. The first thing they probably think, damn, he got banged up on that charge. Yeah. True, but I just... So I'm, that's the why I said I'm dead in The number of women, though, that have been sexually assaulted and, and have not said anything for fear of being labeled as that bitch who did that. Because if it's a wildly popular guy, people who just, no, he wouldn't do something like that. And it happens. Yeah, it I'm, happens. I'm not disagreeing And, that, I, and I know that. you're not disagreeing that it happens, but I'm saying the number of unreported instances where a girl could go to report a sexual assault or rape and be asked well what were you wearing were you was alcohol involved sure. as if right. that prompted the response just the, the number and i put this on fact this the victim blaming mm-hmm. that is happening and this the shame that is placed upon the women who do come forward or the guilt that the women who have not come forward have to carry like dang this happened to me and i can't say anything because look what's happening to these women sure look at her being slut shamed look at her being victim blamed like well why did you go back to the hotel why did you take you know it I guess there's allegations that these women may have taken some money to be quiet about it. Why take the money? All those things to blame the women in a situation where it legit may have happened. Now, these are allegations. So I'm I, not I saying, don't want to. I don't want the conversation to be more so about what others are saying about the situation. Right. About what others are saying about the blame. I was I wanted to bring it up to solely get your perspective and not kind of defer uh, to what everyone else is saying. Well, I know women who have been sexually assaulted and have not said anything. Okay. In our collegiate experience, because the guy was well known. Sure. And they carry that. And those are the women who, when people are talking about it in group me, are sending me a text message like, girl, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, this is why. And it's yeah. those sidebars, sidebar conversations that won't make it to the light for fear of being blamed, for fear gotcha. of being slut shamed, for fear of being tagged as that bitch that's lying about it. Sure. Uh, I, I guess I'm still trying to figure out why now. That's my whole, like, I don't, I don't get that time lapse between yeah. when it happened and to now as to how it just started this and I, tumbling effect. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure. And I think that's what yeah, you're kind of saying, Fire yeah. Angelou, just kind of about um, you got someone of popularity and it's tough. Right. Yeah. The first woman that came out, I would ask why. Like, why now? Because that happened 38 years ago. But when, or however long ago, but when the other women start to come out, it's because you're the like, okay, she came. said something. Fuck it. This happened to me too. You Validation. know what I mean? I'm tired I of think, holding it in. I think that goes, although totally two different topics, I was never going to mention about you know the whole basketball thing someone else said it okay i feel the same way let me right. let me yeah. kind of and it, it begins the thing where you like all right you know what this also happened to me now also in that you get swept up in the people who just saying shit just to say shit yeah so and that's that's kind of what i i, I wanted to stay away from so i want everything to be based on kind of our perspective and not necessarily what uh they are saying but his lawyer according though, to dj Khaled. his lawyer is a beast Howard Law educated, support my HBCUs. 
I have seen her on CNN now, and I think CNBC and MSNBC. She is she's doing a damn good job. If you need someone, a defense attorney or whatever, or I mean, know, okay. look, she's doing a damn good job. You, you're gonna deep pockets will allow you to get the best at anything, and that's that's as simple and as that. I appreciate that. his deep pockets went to a black woman. I don't just me. I appreciate that, and she is doing a hell of a. Of a good job, I think. Why a black woman um, was definitely a factor in his decision. It played a very small role. Situations like that, you want you want. The and I think it was strategic, though. I who, think it was strategic to have job. a black woman represent this black man. I think there's definitely a cognitive thought process in that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure he because it pulls back and... in the black community who may have been like, you know what, I ain't gonna watch Cosby Show no more. Yeah. But having this black woman, you're like, you know what, you know, people just like you said that validation. Sure. Like, look at this black woman supporting this black man. I'm going to support a black man, too. You know I, what I mean? I that get kind it. Of thing. It happens. People voted for Barack Obama solely because of the fact that he was African-American. Absolutely. So I don't know. I'm sorry, Rock. Go ahead. What about his wife? Camille? Yeah. Yeah, it's like rumors that she may be leaving him now. And, you know, she, she stood by him up to this point. But I know, every I know, woman has a breaking point. Every Karen woman Hilson. has a breaking point. I know, I know that's tough for her. Um, obviously, I... Where there's smoke, there's fire. So that, now it's just, I don't, I don't know what they're going through. But yeah. you know, I kind of, I kind of wish them the best in whatever, whatever the kind of situation, uh, situation dictates. But some people, I think, because of the the significance of the charge, um, she may leave. But I think if it was, it if he was just cheating, him walking into that jail, and then and, he tripped. Oh, I was like, Geez. and he had the Yeezy sweater on. Did he? You know the sweater that matched the Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he man. Tripped, man with shout that, out, with that shout stick. out to Bill Cosby. Still my favorite. Uh, I'm still gonna watch. The nigga, DVD. still my favorite show. Um, Fire you mentioned something in regards to workout and working out in the gym. And Raw, I think you you've been in the gym. Um, what are what are some kind of do's and don'ts? Uh, would you give out your number in the gym to another guy? No, no. I and just and I heard this on another podcast today too. And we talked about it prior. I just don't holler at me at the gym. It's just because there's a lot of things going through my head. Number one, I'm just trying to work out. I'm trying to get right. And I recognize that the clothes that I'm wearing are flattering maybe to my body figure. Mm -hmm. So you're, and you know, of course, men, the gym is a hyper masculine place. Anyway, you got a lot of grunting. You got a lot of and all that other shit. You know what I mean? I get it. And your testosterone is going crazy. Do not holler at me at my gym. I have given my number out in the gym. Only to get a man to leave me the fuck alone. What about you, Ra? I would give my number out for serious uh, for a date, right? Yeah, for okay. a date if, yeah. if I was available. Sure. Um, but I that's not a place that I find myself attractive. So uh, I got what you're saying. That's a bigger thing too. I'm in you there because so I'm trying I, to get you know, right. I'm not. I know I live in Atlanta, but I don't wear makeup to the gym, contrary mm-hmm. to what people think women do. And you know, I go in there to work. And when I'm working, you know, it's not cute. So to see men trying to holler at me, I'm like, sure. you know. Mm. That, that just ain't it. So, nah. but you would if the opportunity presented yeah. itself. Yeah, if, if the opportunity presented itself. And Fire Angelou wouldn't. So that's, that's yeah, and You know, what's interesting, I want to ask you about this. Yeah. What's interesting is that, and I've seen this, and we talk about it a lot, me and my female friends. Men seem to find women more attractive or more approachable when we don't look our best yeah because you're vulnerable 
Is that what is it that is? What it is? Yeah. <laughs> we both asked the question. Is that what? Because what you know? What, at, what did Drake say? Hair tied, chilling yeah, th- with no makeup I on. I think you're at a more a more vulnerable a more vulnerable state. Because right? I feel like I looked like just regular Ann in the gas station today. And that's that's just me again. I've and been this out man the game. Tried to holler at me. I've been out the game for I don't know five years, whatever that number is. So it's because you're more vulnerable. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you think think about past. when you get think about when you get dressed up or when you got when you just got paid. You right. you walk st- you know standing up tall a little bit. If somebody mm-hmm. approaches you, then you you you're better fit to assess the situation to figure out if you want to go that route. Interesting. Such a if you're if you're if you're leggings, tank top, sneakers, then it's a a nigga can say, "Oh shit, I see the potential." You're vulnerable. You're like, oh, shit. Well, you know, if he can approach me like this, that nigga ain't even seen me dressed up yet. So mm. it, can, it, can go, it can go either route. So it could be, I think it's me personally, it's just about vulnerability. Fascinating. But that that's sense. just my opinion. So that was dope, man. We got the IG follow of the week coming up. Uh, Fire Angelou, go for it. I always got to go first. All the time. And I'm always ill prepared. Fuck it. I'll go first. Thank you. I am not going to do an IG follow of the week. I'm going to do a Snapchat. Oh shit! Let's so I just got this on man Snapchat. new on yes. Snapchat. Got Snapchat. people to follow and shit. Nigga, it's one. The reason I'm on Snapchat is for one guy. Another one, DJ Khaled, another and another one. one. Just, that's all I do. I mean, my sound is accurate. <laughs> I got on Snapchat just to uh, specifically follow him, um, and I encourage everyone to follow him as well. Absolutely, he is my best friend in my head. Nigga, he's an awesome guy. He is my best friend. Like every morning after I say my devotions, I get on Snapchat just to hear what DJ Khaled has to say because he's gonna tell me how my day's gonna be great. Exactly. He's gonna tell me that they don't want me to be. They don't want you to be great. And I have the keys. (laughs) You got the keys to success. (laughs) Then he says, "Ben, how's boom? How's How's business? Booming." (laughs) (laughs) I fuck with Khaled, man. (laughs) So that's all I'm doing. I want. I want my. I want DJ Khaled Snapchat. To erupt tonight, man. So, a uh, big shout out to DJ Khaled. So, that is my actual Snapchat follow of the week. Uh, what about you, DJ Impress Raw? Oh, my IG follow of the week. You didn't tell me to prepare for this. I'm sorry. All right. Um, so, while you're getting that together, I got it. Fire Angela, go for it. So, my male follow of the week would be none other uh-huh. than I. Uh, uh, secondary, you know what I mean? Shit. In studio guest, my nigga, DJ motherfucking food stamps. Shout out to my doll, DJ. It's food just stamps. DJ food stamps. It's DJ food stamps on Instagram. Why? Because you feed in the streets, right, me? <laughs> <laughs> With food stamps. Hey man, you got to get go. it how you live. Let Shout out to Pedro. I've seen this man around. I've seen him around. We've talked. We've interacted on Instagram. You know, here and there. But this man, in just conversation the last 15, 20 minutes, is involved in everything. <laughs> like, He's this man guy. is Mr. Fucking Wonderful in yes. my mind. DJing for artists that you banging in your car right exactly. now. He played in the NFL. This man guy. got two job interviews lined up today. <laughs> hey, man. What is this man Shout not out to my nigga DJ He buying houses. Stamps. This man is fixing my laptop right now. <laughs> like, what does he not do? Hey, man. Shout follow out to my DJ Food Stamp. Yeah, yeah. My female follow of the week is, I did it last week, and I'm going to do it again this okay. week. Because uh, I learned in church on uh New Year's Eve. That Damn, I hate I miss service. This is the year of go. Okay. Two, 2016 is the year of green. I can do whatever I want to do. So I'm going to say follow again, Jess underscore hilarious. I've just 
So and is it is it you feel as though you're going to talk it into existence and meet her? No. Because I tried to introduce you to Speaker Fox. Oh my God. I think DJ, DJ Speaker Fox is so cool. And I just think like I had like a fan out moment and I was about to talk to her, but then somebody else was talking to her. So I just <laughs> and did. And then it. I had to leave because I, 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 I mixed up. I mixed up in that situation, but whatever. Right. Follow Just Hilarious because two things I find attractive in women eyes and mouth. Distinctive eyes, distinctive mouths. That's, that's something dope. I'm very attracted to. And just hilarious. Not only is she funny, she's just fucking beautiful. She is pretty cute. Like, God. So follow her. Just underscore hilarious and DJ food stamps. My Let's dog. Raw, what you got, Raw? Yeah, I got one follow. Okay. Um, I showed via Angela earlier today. It's a girl. Her name is The Real Cayenne. Uh-huh. Um, that's The Real. Bars. K-I-Y-A-N-N-E. Bars. She got bars. She's a rapper based out of New York and I stumbled upon her page and she's dope as fuck. The Real Cayenne. The Real Cayenne. So, so shout out to her. Yep, Hopefully yep. if you need a DJ, holla at me. DJ. My dog. Holla at my dog, DJ <laughs> Impress Raw. Plug the plug in. Definitely on that on IG as well. Twice. I guess that could be my, my female follow, DJ Impress oh, Raw. We're going to shout you out anyway. We got that blue cheese mix coming up in a second. Uh, Fire Angelou, tell them how they can follow you. Instagram, Fire Angelou, F-I-Y-A, Angelou, A-N-G-E-L-O-U. Snapchat, M-I underscore Shell, 32 Shell, C-H-E-L-L-E. 32, the numbers, 3 and 2. All right. Empress Raw? Everything is at DJ Empress Raw. Facebook, Twitter, <sighs> Instagram. Simple. I Snapchat like it. is Empress Raw. And my website, EmpressRaw.com with an H. My dog. And I am aceboon one Snapchat, Twitter, uh, and, of course, that Instagram. Before we get to the Blue Cheese Mix, I just want to know, what is your soundtrack to Great Sex? Oh. So if you can give me three to five must plays, if you're really trying to set the mood and turn up, and we'll start with we'll start with uh, DJ Impress Raw. Erica Badu. Which one? Which song? Or just Badu? I like just Badu. So that's the liberal. Like the old old Badu. Okay. uh, Baduism. All right. Jill Scott. You fucking a Jill Scott? What's that Crown Royal? Yeah. Crown Royal. What you know about that Crown Royal? Ha! Yeah, Jill Scott. Uh, At least one more. Hmm. You got I'm one. I'm on some future R&B instrumental type shit. So Go for it. That Bryson Tiller. He, he kind of, he the Bryce? new, the new. He's all right. Yeah, Bryce, He Bryce got me dope. feeling some type of way. I'm okay. like, oh, okay. That's a good three. Fire Julie, what you got? So, I mean, my playlist, I have a playlist called Get Naked. Okay. Yes. Naked spelled N-E-K-K-I-D. That's fine. Get Naked. But anywho, the first songs that I'm playing is Doing It by LL Cool J. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then Feel Like Fucking by mm-hmm. Plies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And shit. then I'm going to hit you with the Till the Cops Come Knocking by come Maxwell. That's my shit. That's what I'm giving you. It just tells, okay. a, says a lot about my character. <laughs> if we really going... I'm gonna play half of this by the weekend. That's dope. Uh, I think my first song um, would be that that Janet Jackson. Um, anytime, anytime. Nah, I just wanna touch you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nigga, we would. <sighs> mm. My second song <laughs> would be <laughs> <was> more. <laughs> Nigga, that was more of a god damn. 
My second song would probably be Tank Slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that part where where the intensity of the song goes up? That's pretty. That's pretty dope. So definitely a dope song. Um, and my third would probably be R. Kelly Half on a Baby. Mm. Um, you know, we don't do we don't have many soundtracks now because I told you it's. You ain't got time My to man. do all that, niggas. You, you got to you gotta get in and get out. I have a different playlist for it, you know, when I'm in love. That's yeah. different. Different types of sex. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, so we won't we'll do, we'll, we'll do soundtracks much, but, you know, it happens, man. So we appreciate everybody rocking with us, man. We got the blue cheese mix coming up. I, I do want to end on this note. Um, and I mentioned this, I guess, an episode, and well, two episodes ago that uh, the SSU Tiger family lost an important person to our community by the name For of sure. Chester McBride. He was laid to rest uh, last Friday or the parade was last Friday. It was laid to rest on Saturday. And we'll just end on this note. Savannah State University has a tagline that basically says you can get anywhere from here. And Chester McBride did. He got to heaven. So we appreciate everybody rocking with us. We'll catch y'all next week. We post every Wednesday. Yeah. Let's go.
good girl, what's my name? Hit it from the back, hair boy swag. When I talk shit, show the answer right back. I be on the line. Who booty is it? 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 Boom. 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 Boom.